Welcome to Side Effects with an A. When effect is normally used, it's a noun. It's already occurred. Effect is a verb meaning action. Action influences outcomes. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We will provoke you to think differently. Side Effects, where problems are defined, solutions exposed. Welcome to Side Effects. I'm Scott McGowan. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. We have a guest with us this morning. Betsy Westhaver, is that correct? That is correct. Okay, perfect. Good and morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Thanks. It's so fun to be here. Well, we appreciate it. You've been a uh, Dayton native for 26 years? 26 years, originally yeah. from Evansville, Indiana. Awesome. Terrific. I, one of the things that is really interesting about side effects, we hope, is the fact that we kind of go from talking about healthcare. Uh, maybe the chaos of healthcare, the strategy of healthcare, benefits, benefits, employee interaction, and then the other thing that we really want to talk about—it's really important to us—is is leadership and the impact of leadership. And one of the big benefits of side effects is what we want to be able to do is just talk about things and not be afraid to ask tough questions or talk talk about tough topics. Right. So Betsy, you were here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, yep. took a look at our new studio. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so we're kind of proud of it and, and uh, we're grateful. Getting used to being in here, which is a little different than our other it smaller studio. You actually have to like like dress up. Well, you have to just know that the camera's going to look at you. So right. this is the best it gets. We had said before that you had a face for radio. radio. Yeah. yeah, and so now that's How does know, my face look out now? the window. It's good. It's great. great. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How's so, life treating you? Um, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I want to just tell you a story and our listeners a story. So we went to, um, speaking of leadership, the Dayton Development Coalition had their annual meeting yesterday, and that room was packed full of leaders. How many people were there? 700? 800? It was yeah. standing room only. Leaders from the military, leaders from private industry, leaders from uh, public officials and talking about collaboration and working together, and it was just a really cool event. And then something funny happened at the end. Yeah. Scott forgot his coat. I get there, and there's, you know, so there's 700 people there, and everyone has a dark overcoat. So I go to hang up my overcoat, and Sarah's with me, and I said, hey Sarah, could you hold my keys? Because I don't want to have someone take my coat, and then I can't, like get home. Right. Yeah. And Sarah has a purse, so that's why Sarah yes, she has puts to in her purse and keys. we get after the event, which was amazing and terrific. Uh, and uh, she hands me my keys and I go out the door. I drive home and I get out of my car and I'm like, it's like cold. <laughs> and I'm like, I forgot my coat. <laughs> so back to downtown Dayton. Oh, shoot. 8.30 at night, pounding on the doors. Nice guy opened the door. And, there and now I have my coat. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. But the point of the story, and to embarrass Scott, of course, <laughs> priority number one, um, but number two was really just to talk about leadership mm -hmm. and collaboration and what we saw there and what it takes to make a community go and to make a business run and to make people successful. And you're here today to talk about leadership. Yeah. Yeah. To leadership and collaboration, two of my favorite topics. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about being here 26 years, kind of unpack like what you've done over the last 26 oh, years. Where you been? How much time do we have? Um, 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I moved here in um, 1990. Um, first thing that happened when I moved here was the Reds. I think it was 90. The Reds won the World Series. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I like this town. This is exciting. It's fun. 
Um, so I was a stay-at-home mom for 12 years, and um, then I started my career mostly freelancing. My degrees in journalism, and did some freelance editing and proofreading for agencies around town, and um, then kind of ventured into various different um, entrepreneurial ventures. And um, I worked for Gian Group and did um, uh, facilitation and development of executive level customer advisory boards, which was the best education I could possibly get because I was getting to sit in boardrooms with Dell and LexisNexis and VeriSign and just hearing them build their business models and their strategy and their marketing plans way, way out in front. It was, it was a phenomenal experience. And then um, from there, I went to the Dayton Development Coalition. Okay, how and, long did you work there? Um, I was there two and a half years. Okay. And that was fun because I worked in the Entrepreneurial um, Signature Fund. So I was um, out looking for tech startups to you know, find to, to invest in. So that was really, really great thing and great way to meet leaders in the community. And so just various things. And um, most recently, I have um, Action Masters Network, which is a lot of personal and professional development. Um, I lead mastermind groups and uh, do some performance coaching. Um, but my real passion is journalism. So in a couple of weeks, we another company I have is called Rise Global Media, and we're getting ready to launch a magazine called Thought Masters, which is all thought-leading content from leaders all around the world, actually. And so um, we have one of our featured authors right here. So in our premiere issue, we'll have an, ish, uh, an article from Scott. So we're very excited about that. And, I'm not uh, sure it's a mastermind. <laughs> It's a thought. It's master. a thought leading piece of gotcha. content. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's still That'd a master. Be a good name for a superhero. It's still, a, right? yeah. <laughs> Please don't tell him that. He has yeah. a series of capes. There might be another one oh, coming. There you go. Coming yeah. for that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I I love the fact that technology allows me to work from anywhere. And um, so I have a partner in Louisiana named Chris Canaday, and so we're we're on Zoom calls every day doing our our work stuff, just like we're in the same building. So when you when you think about interviewing uh, a leader. That's interesting. What are, what are traits that are, that you're really curious about? Yeah, so you know, it's it's really funny. I've gotten to see a lot of different leadership styles over the years, and um, what I'm finding to be the most exciting and most successful trait that the leaders that I talk to have is those that do not want to be the smartest person in the room. The uh, ones that excellent. are always hiring yeah. to 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 get an outcome. In fact, I'm taking a course right now called The Unshackled Owner, and it's taught by my mentor. And um, yesterday we were talking in the class about how you hire for outcomes, you know, in qualities. You don't really hire for the skill set on the resume. You really want the right qualities, and you want to say, hey, you were brought in to achieve this outcome. How are you going to do it, and how can we support you? Right. And so the leaders that can convey that and and then support people so that they do their job really well. Those those are the best kind of leaders. And so I think. how do you how do you um, how do you score for that? How do you interview for that? How do you? I mean, looking at a resume and a set of skills is easy, right? I went here. I did this. I I did this. My grade point was this, or I worked this many years at a particular company. That's easy to look at. But mm -hmm. how? for a, say a recruiter or someone hiring at that more senior level or executive level, um, how do they s score for that? How do you do that? Yeah, that's where it's really subjective. Um, but you know, so much of it is culture fit. You know, they, it's talking to them, understanding what they're about, where they come from, what they see, you know, just trying to key in. And, and I'm not an HR professional by any stretch, but um, you know, just trying to find the, tap into the qualities 
to, to figure out whether or not they're a fit, whether or not they're high integrity, whether or not they're a team player, whether they, you know, can can see into the future and you know it's it's really subjective. I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in like the three C's. So there's character, competency, and then chemistry. Because mm-hmm. there's really smart people, but if they don't connect with your workforce and people, yeah, it's, it's gonna be really really hard. Right. So, I would add communication to that too. Because yeah, they have to be able to articulate their vision and and communicate well with others too. So if you talk about, okay, so you found someone really interesting, like, so then unpack maybe someone like wouldn't be interesting. Successful, right? Okay, yeah. Successful, yeah. maybe even visible, mm-hmm. but no, not interested. What, what, what traits would be in that person? Probably the thing that just jumped, I mean. Just, don't, don't, don't think of me when don't, you look. <laughs> or me, mm. yeah. look out there. Um, <laughs> um, the first thing that jumped to my mind when you asked me that question is, somebody that's different depending on who they're with. You know, whether oh, or not yeah. they're, like if they're at a big event like yesterday and they're trying to be all that in a bag of chips right. at a big event where they're seen, but then you see them in the parking lot later and they don't have the time of day for you. Right, not they're not an authentic right. person. Right, that's that's the first thing. Um, I think too, when they're, they're more interested in their own career path versus the, the success of the company as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen some of that, and it's it's unfortunate because you know they may be very very talented, right? Um, but they they have a personal mission versus the mission of the company. Right? Yeah, it's interesting. So it, you know we talk a lot about someone's like their false self, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and a lot of us starting out in leadership or in roles, um, we have a false self, right? We yeah. have to be confident, and even when we're not. Mm-hmm. And over, over time as leaders, we kind of evolve, hopefully, fortunately, from a false self, right, to a true self. Mm-hmm. Some of us don't get there, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. but some of us do. So what, what, what do you see in great leadership that kind of moves from confident, false self, or what I would say, what you just said is masks. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm gonna wear a mask at home, a mask on the golf course, a mask in front of a client, a mask, a mask at home, which, which is, is tiring. Exhausting, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's humility. I think when you can say to somebody, you know what, I'm still learning with you. You know, like my mentor has m- several multi-million dollar businesses. He still goes and gets mentored. You know, he you just never say I made it, and right. you know he continues to get smarter. So there's a, a level of humility about that. And that's that a I really think. good point. You know, one of the things I was looking at when I was um, learning about your organizations is uh, many of the services that you have under your ash- action masters are for. Um, entrepreneurs who are seasoned, who mm-hmm. have businesses, who've been in business a long time. It's not really geared towards the brand new right. entrepreneur. And so oftentimes people think, well, I have my own company, I've been successful. Um, why do I need coached? Why do I need someone else's opinion? And that goes back to what you're saying, is that humility of having a coach is is a, is a an honor, right? Or is a way to improve. It's not because you're, you're not good, it's because you want to be better. Right, right, you can always, always, always make progress and be better, and I, I think I, I think it's getting better, but I think personal development has been kind of an underrated thing in the world of business. Mm-hmm. I think people see it as too woo-woo, and too you know, the universe, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine, so you say that, and that's a great point, so coach, so Super Bowl Sunday. Right. Can you imagine those two teams yeah. showing up? No coaches. No coaches. No. Just let's go. Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Very successful people. Very talented. Everybody's right? injured. Who Compensated knows what's at the highest level. Right. 
um, no coaching. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not a football fan, um, you may or may not know. I mean, there's not just a coach, right? This is not high school or even in high school they have multiple. There's like defensive coaches, offensive coaches. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. There's like 10 coaches, right? Or more. Yeah, and I have I have different coaches depending on what it is. I have somebody that coaches me on um, my um, just my mindset and and intentionally creating the life I want, like a life mastery coach. Mm -hmm. I have a business coach, you know, and, and depending on where you are, those people may change in and out depending on where you are in your business, where you are in your life. So um, yeah, I'm a big believer in coaching, and um, it's it's just been really a turning point for me when I started realizing I really need to go that route. And then I got trained to do a lot of the the performance coaching. So. I love being able to help people do that as well. And you know, I want to jump in just for a second. Um, the post you made yesterday on LinkedIn about everything, um, you can fix your thinking versus fixing your problems. Right. I loved that post because it all starts with a thought. Right? Yeah, I think the whole yeah. thing is, real. what's really important to me is because um, <clears throat> I wasn't a humble guy, right? And I was successful, but then I had my own internal and external wake up call. So I had someone call me on the carpet and I got a coach 15 years ago, right? And mm -hmm. it was really, really important to me. And my dad always said, um, one of the most important relationships you can have in your life is the relationship with the person in the mirror. So when you look back at yourself, how is that relationship with you? Because ultimately, that's the person that's gonna lay the head on the pillow. And so when I, when I drive and I think about different things, I think about you know things that I struggle with, like thinking. And I think sometimes as leaders, we're afraid to tell people, hey, I'm afraid of this, or I'm scared, or this is, this is troubling to me. I think when we, when we say that, and we're not afraid of it, mm -hmm. it lets other people know, like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Right, I'm, right. I'm not but alone. That's, you know, I was going to say before you even, even said that, is that the problem, as I see it, is that when you are a leader in an organization, and, and at the top, like in your role as the CEO, um, or anywhere near there, it who do you talk to, right? Because if you go to your boss and you say, hey, I'm having this issue, it might look like I don't know how to solve this and they may think that I don't, no, I'm not qualified to do this. If you go to someone who reports to you and say, hey, I have an issue, you might feel like, well, I'm gonna lose respect from my direct reports because I can't solve this either. And you get all these thoughts in your own head. And so, sort of lonely, right, in that mm -hmm. leadership level. And you know, how do they recognize, hey, I need some help, and then where do they go for it, right? If you you don't want to maybe tell another business owner that's a buddy of yours, I don't know how to solve this problem. They might also think, you, you know, you're, you're, you don't, you're not qualified. I think, right. really honestly, about that, and vulnerability is incredible. Mm -hmm. And ego and pride chokes us from that. So think of the movie like Rudy, right. Seabiscuit. And I think in life, um, people love, <laughs> is it two? Two. Rudy you want another one? Yeah. Okay. But people love underdogs. Right. Mm -hmm. So you think of like basketball, so, you know, March Madness is coming up. Society yeah. will fight for underdogs. Why? Yeah. Because most people think they're an underdog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you act like an underdog, right, people will fight. And then, and then the mystery and the secret in that, and quite frankly, the beauty in all of that is they might even start fighting for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what great leaders do, is inspire and encourage people. I think right. it's a hard first step though. I, I, I mean, I really do, because I, I, mean, I talk to a lot of people and um, I, I think that 
any sign of weakness, and, and this isn't necessarily a gender thing, it might even be worse for women. You know, like women don't want to ask because we, you know, we're making it in this business world. We've, you know, come a long way. There are women in almost every business you look at, and you don't want to say, like, I don't know how to do this. Like, how do you get help, right? Um, that's, you know, the, and sometimes it's stepping outside of your own arena. Like, for example, the, the mastermind groups that I facilitate, we do online, and they're people from the business world, but have nothing to do with your world. So they can be a fresh set of eyes, they can give you perspective, there's no risk, like they're not gonna go tell, you know, your competitor up the street that, you know, oh, they're kind of struggling, you know. So I think a lot of times it's really reaching out beyond your geographic boundaries and finding those people that might be able to re relate, mm -hmm. but aren't gonna, I mean, it's a safe environment. Right, feel safer. Yeah. And you know, I, I think Scott and I are in a similar position. I have zero problem saying, I've screwed this all up, like, can you help me? And I'll remember a day I called you, I had been here maybe a year. And um, I said, all right, we worked on this group. We didn't get it. I don't know what I did wrong. And you go, you're calling me to tell me you didn't win? And I was like, well, yeah, I didn't win. I'm not having this happen again. Like, how do you help me fix this? And you were like, well, wait a minute. You didn't get the group. I was like, right. So for me, like, it seems obvious, right? But I don't know that everyone's, I'm wired that way internally, or my mother taught me, you know, through shaping. Something made me that way. But it's not a natural reaction for mm -hmm. all leaders. Yeah, yeah. I read something um, the other day about how some leaders will say, like if somebody comes to you and says, hey, we have this problem and you really need to know about it, and they're like, don't come to me unless you have a solution. And how bad that <sighs> is. Right. Because somebody may need to know, so you may need to know something, and this person may not have the solution, but they're bringing it to your attention, and so a better response would be, wow, thank you for letting me know. Now, we don't have the time or the resources to address that right now, but will you be thinking on it and helping me come up with a solution? Because then they get more engaged, they feel heard that, you know, yeah, my, my noticing this could be really good and valuable to the company. Excellent point. I hear that all the time. Uh, and uh, especially, hey, uh, so I'm a solution based. So you got, and then how paralyzing is that mm -hmm. to somebody? So not only does the solution have to be there, but it has to be a good one. Right. right. So then I think I'm stupid, right? I'm not smart. I can't figure this out. And it just, it chokes curiosity and creativity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And progress. Well, and, and the other thing too, it divides because then if they say, just go back to work, I got stuff to do, you got stuff to do. Then, when this thing blows up because it wasn't addressed, the person who's bringing it to your attention is like, oh, "I tried to tell them," you know. Yeah. And then it creates an us versus them kind of thing, which you don't want in your organization. So to avoid that, you just make sure that you hear what they're saying and and even capture it visibly, like on a whiteboard or something like a radar. This is what we need to pay attention to. We can't do it right now, but but it's here. But it's here, and thank you, Bob, for bringing it to our attention. Yeah. Hey, as we kind of like wrap up. So kind of talk to our viewers about um, what you're doing uh, electronically. Okay. And maybe where they go and look at that okay. to learn more. Yeah. Yeah, so it's called Thought Masters Magazine. Um, like I said, it's thought leading content. So we're looking for people that want to contribute content. You know, we want to get some really good leading edge thinking out there to our readers. Our readers are professionals who, um, again, just want to know more, want to know what's out there, kind of have a vision on the horizon kind of thing. Is this print-based um, or it's, online? It's digital. Okay. And what we do, we'll email it to people and uh, if they have a subscription, free subscription. And to get a free subscription, you can just um, text the word Thoughtmasters to 444-999. And okay. that'll get you a subscription. And then 
what we're doing is we're releasing a full issue the first Wednesday of the month, and then every Wednesday we're going to send you one or two more new articles just directly to your inbox so you can look at them real quick, see what's going on, go about your day. So um, it'll be just a steady drip of uh, thought-leading content that you can count on to, okay. to receive every Wednesday. And we're gonna, we'll put that text number on healthierbirthdays.com so you can pick that up there, send your text, get your free subscription that way. Perfect. Great, thank well, Betsy, you so much. So. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for the and invitation. And those that are uh, listening and watching, um, thank you. Uh, leadership is important to everybody. Vulnerability is important, humility. Uh, and so one of the things we would ask, maybe even our viewers, are are there topics you'd like to learn more about? Uh, we are certainly uh, very self-aware in regards to healthcare, what's going on in our market, this $3 trillion economy, uh, as Ann and I debate this back and forth. Uh, but leadership topics are really interesting. So if, uh, if you have something that you want to learn more about, Ann and I are certainly willing to bring people in yep. and just have a conversation. Yeah, so you can email us at ann at healthierbirthdays.com or scott at healthierbirthdays.com. And we appreciate you being here. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and opening your mind. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach us at scott at healthierbirthdays.com. Or ann at healthierbirthdays.com. We hope you'll join us next time on, on Side, Side Effects. Effects.